the title of uh, tonight's sermon is how to walk in humility how to walk in humility um i was really thinking about what to share and the holy spirit just dropped this in my in my spirit and so um this is what we have we're going to learn about how to walk in humility praise the lord jesus now how do you walk in humility how do you walk in humility humility is one of the most powerful virtues in our walk with god um, it is one of the things that's required of us from god to excel in him if you are going to excel in christ you need that virtue of humility uh, number one you have to understand that humility is not a gift Humility is not a spiritual gift. I've seen people who pray and say, God, um, make me humble. But when you read the Bible, you study the scripture very well, um, to say that God should humble you is to say that God should bring you into a place where um, you, know, you are in a position of some kind of shame or disappointment. That's what it means right because humility is a responsibility of man the bible says that humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of god and he will lift you up so humility is our responsibility god would only come in to humble people when they refuse to humble themselves and when god comes in to humble you it's not a good sight and uh, we know that from nebuchadnezzar how he exalted himself and the bible says that and god humbled him god pushed him um, into the forest and he became like an animal for seven years and when he came out uh, he had grown long nails long hairs he ate um, the food that animals eat and when he came he began to praise the lord so when you say god shall humble you <laughs> you are literally saying that um, he should bring you low. He should bring you into a state where you begin to acknowledge him. But you can, as a matter of fact, as a human being, bring yourself to the place where you acknowledge that God is the king of your life. So you humble yourself before him. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, let me give you the definition of humility in practical terms. Humility is to make yourself like a servant or like a child. That's the definition of humility. You know, usually we'll go into the Greek and go into the Hebrew, go into Latin, and uh, so on and so forth. But, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, the, the revelation is still not caught. You know, but when we make the word of God practical, it, it becomes so uh, easy to relate with it. Humility is to make yourself, you make yourself like a child or like a servant. Hallelujah. Now, to be humble in biblical sense is to disregard all concern for rank and privilege and to live one's life in service to the least of Christ's disciples. So this is how humility is seen among us. All right. It says um, to be humble in a biblical sense is to disregard all concern for rank and privilege. 
So a humble person does not really care about rank and titles. That's what the biblical definition of humility is. To disregard. So you may have the title, but it's not what gives you validity. A humble person does not, if you are calling them and you don't acknowledge them by their title, they are not offended. Because humility is a disregard. It's a disregard. For rank and privilege... And he says to live one's life in service. So humility also brings to light service. A humble person is a servant. You see, in their disposition, they serve. The humble is the one that likes to serve. So to live one's life in service to the least of Christ's disciples. You know, it's easy to serve people that you feel are above you, are up there, are big. But humility, real humility is to be able to serve those you consider as the least. That's real humility. And it says it is to accept all, serve all, and prefer all in Jesus' name. So that is humility. Through my research and when I was preparing for this uh, you know, sermon and teaching, I noticed that humility also goes beyond the things we do. Now, when you read Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, the NIV says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now, over here, we come to also appreciate that God is putting the responsibility of humility on man. It means that you can be Christian and still proud. Because uh, salvation doesn't make you humble. Being born again is not the same as being humble. Humility is an act of will because of a certain understanding you have about God and about who you are. You see that? So you, we must teach people so that they take on that clothing of humility. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, it says that clothe yourself with humility. So, we come to the place of understanding that humility, when you look at the Greek word that was used to explain clothe yourself in humility, it is explained as humility being um, a disposition of the heart. The word humility is, is not just the outward expression or the demeanor of people, but it says clothe yourself with humility. And when you look into the Greek meaning, it tells you that let your heart, you see, let your heart be in such a position that your heart is lowly. So to clothe yourself in humility means to have a lowly heart. This tells us that humility in itself is a disposition, it's a heart matter, not a facial expression matter. And this tells us that you can act humility and not be humble. Because humility stems from the heart, not the behavior. What we see is the product of a humble heart. For example, if someone, you meet someone, they say, please. When you meet someone and they, um, you know, um, they, in their disposition, in their body language, 
you can tell that they are, uh, they are being humble, it, it must stem from the heart. Because God judges humility from the point of a lowly heart, not from the point of bowing down to greet somebody. Praise the Lord Jesus. And that tells us that the word humility actually means the lowliness of your heart. Now, Proverbs chapter 16 verse 5 says that everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. This scripture reveals that humility is a state of the heart. It's a state of the heart. And that's why the Bible says that God resists the proud and he gives much grace to the humble. James chapter 4 verse 6. Now, what is the meaning of that? God is a spirit. It means that God begins to weigh our humility based on the posture of our heart. Not based on our actions. And that's why God is the best person that starts weighing humility. If a man starts weighing humility, he will get it wrong. Because people can actually fake humility when they don't actually mean it or when they are not actually humble. For example, when a person is in need, it is easy for them to speak with a low tone. When a person is poor, it is easy for them to appear in a lowly way. Remember, if you dress in tattered clothing, it, it, it's, that's not humility. It means you are in need. They are two different things. All right? But sometimes we can just say that this person is humble because of the way they are dressing. No. Humility is the state of your heart. The posture of your heart. The lowliness of your heart. Praise the Lord Jesus. So that's what humility is. Now, you can just, people can wear a certain facial expression. Uh, like innocent people. Um, you know, someone can just wear such a facial expression just to let you feel like they are humble, they are pious, they are sober. <laughs> Don't be deceived. People can actually act well. And I, I mean, as a pastor for these years, I have noticed how people would flip when they are pushed a little bit. And it shows that all the things they were doing was just acting. You know, people call you by titles. People would um, greet you by bowing down. People kneel down and so on and so forth. But you realize that at the end of the day, it wasn't really genuine. Bible says that it is an abomination unto God to be proud. And he says, everyone that is proud in heart. So God judges pride from the position of your heart, not from the behavior you're putting up. Praise the Lord Jesus. And everybody that's truly humble, of course, it will reflect in your behavior. But God starts weighing humility from the perspective of the heart. Hallelujah. Now, humbleness is a quality of being courteously respectful of others. So, humility, again, considers others. It has consideration for others. When you are humble, you are not carried away by uh, yourself, your environment, your dignity, your reputation. But humble people lift their head up and they look around. They consider others. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, two key benefits of humility. These are the two key benefits of humility. Number one, 
you cannot access the kingdom of God unless you are humble. That's the most powerful revelation about humility. This is why humility is so important to God. Because even to start your journey with God, to start off with God, you, you need humility. And this found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for this is the kingdom of heaven. It says, you are blessed if you are poor in spirit. Who is the poor in spirit? The poor is, in spirit is one that acknowledges the emptiness of their spirit man. You see that? Before you can even accept Christ and accept that you need a salvation, you need to humble yourself. You can be rich in real life and poor in spirit. Poor in spirit is not the absence of money. Okay? Poor in spirit is the absence of the divine life of God. When you are poor in spirit, you lack Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our wealth. He's our definition of riches. In the spirit world, the one who has Christ has all things. In the spirit world, the one who does not have Christ is poor. So when we talk about poverty, spiritual poverty is people who don't have Jesus Christ. So if someone has billions of dollars and does not have Jesus Christ, in the spirit, we are not the same. That's a very poor person. So Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. The poor in spirit are the people who acknowledge that I need Jesus Christ. God, the, the, God says that these people are blessed because they recognize the fact that their spirit man is empty. They are bankrupt. And that recognition is that place of humility. It, it takes a humble person to say that I need Jesus Christ. So humility brings us to the place of accessing the kingdom of God. Number two, humility is the key virtue that makes us great in the kingdom of God. Praise Jesus. And that can be found in Matthew 20, 26 to 27. The Bible says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. So in the kingdom of God, the strategy for becoming great is humility. So this matter of humility is a very serious thing. When you are humble, you are not doing it for man. You see, the benefits far outweigh what a man can give you. When you are walking in humility, you are expressing a setting uh, virtue that brings you into greatness. Because God honors those who are exhibiting that posture of humility. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, why should you be humble? Why should you be humble? Number one, you must be humble because, one, God resists the proud. Write that down. God resists the proud. This is very important. You can be a child of God and yet God is resisting you. The word resist is the word oppose. James chapter 4 verse 6. Bible says that, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. So grace does not only come unto us. You see, there's something we do. There's a tuning which we give to our heart that makes us ab attract abundant grace. And that's why in the faith, the levels of grace are different. Because those who are 
Christians and are humble would definitely have much more grace to succeed according to the will of God. So if you want more grace according to the word of God, you need to be more humble. Praise the Lord Jesus. And if you don't want opposition, now the word God resists the proud is a very it's a very scary thing. Because to resist means to stand in the way of the progress of someone. Stand in the way of the progress of someone's marriage. Stand in the way of the progress of someone's prosperity. Stand in the way of the progress of someone's academic excellence. Stand in the way of the progress of someone's favor. Now, the one that we know in the Bible who is an opposer is Satan. Of course, his name is Satana. And it means that someone that stands in the way of people, particularly in their pursuit of God. Now, the only place that God is mentioned to be an opposer is when the heart of a man becomes proud. So it means that day in and day out, you know, we must bring our ourselves to the place where we don't allow pride to come into us because the moment pride comes into us, there's, um, you know, a signal that's sent into heaven and God himself moves. He doesn't send angels. God doesn't send spirit. He himself comes to stand in your way. God resists the proud. Praise the Lord Jesus. So being humble is not, you know, the benefit is, is, is so great because you become the biggest beneficiary of humility. If you walk in humility, you are the one who is going to become the biggest beneficiary. God resists the proud. I pray that God will not resist you in any way possible. So you see, there are some people who are praying, who are fasting, who are studying the word of God, but there's no tangible progress in their life. They are struggling in their finances. They are struggling in their academics. They are struggling in marriage. They are struggling here and there. God is telling you, a is giving you a signal. Check the posture of your heart. If you are proud, God himself is the one opposing you. And there's no prophet. Let me tell you this. There's no prophet. There's no apostle. There's no bishop that can cast God out. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says it's a dreadful thing to fall into the hand of God. So sometimes your problem is not the devil. You see, many times we, 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 we are trained to think so much about the devil that every lack of progress we credit it to the devil. But some, the devil is not that powerful. You see, God is a God of principles. So if you evaluate your life and certain things are not moving as, as they ought to, Go back to scripture, James chapter 4, verse 6. God can resist men. And when God stands in your way, you cannot get around him. Humility. Number two, humility leads to our lifting. Humility leads to our lifting. You will be lifted when you become humble. James chapter 4, verse 10. It says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. The Holy Spirit gave me a scenario. He said, if you are going to a story building that has maybe uh, 10 floors, and you have a lift and then a staircase, you would reach the 10th floor um, easier or more easily when you use the lift. 
it is less stressful. You are standing in one place, but you see that you are levitating. Using the lifts in life is full of pleasure and joy, but you get to your destination faster than someone using the staircase. There are Christians who are using the staircase into the destination that God has programmed for them. Why? They are not humble. Humility introduces elevators into our life. Bible says that, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Hallelujah. So anybody that becomes humble receives a lift. Literally, a lift. Anybody that is being humble is the one using the elevator. Proud people are using the staircase in life. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's why there's no sense, there's no wisdom in being proud. Because the moment you walk in pride, you have chosen the staircase. Number three. Number four. All right. God gives protection to the humble. First Peter 5, 5. Is it three or four? Okay. So we've mentioned God resists the proud. Have we talked about God gives grace to the humble? Okay, so number two is God gives grace to the humble. I've mentioned that in James chapter 4 verse 6. Number three is you will be lifted when you are humble. Number four is protection. The humble person receives protection from God. First Peter 5 5. The humble person receives protection from God. First Peter 5 5. In the same way, you who are younger, now look at the nature of humility. It says, in the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to your elders. So this brings into perspective ranks and bring into perspective age. Humility, proper humility will, will consider age and proper humility will consider rank. Pride will disregard age and pride will disregard rank. This is how you detect, you know, humility and pride. So he says, in the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. Submit. The word submit is to yield your will to the instruction of someone who is higher than you. Anytime you struggle with yielding yourself intentionally to the instruction of a superior, your heart is proud. He says, all of you, Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. I like the expression that the Bible used in reference to humility. He uses the word clothe. Now, there is one thing in our life that we change all the time. We change it every single day. And that's our clothing. It means that when it comes to humility, the humility of yesterday does not pass for today. Humility is a daily pursuit, a daily dealing. So, you take up the cloth of humility today. Tomorrow you will need to put on the cloth of humility. Praise the Lord Jesus. He says, all of you, clothe yourself with humility toward one another. Number two, humility is expressed towards men. You see? Expressed towards men. Some people think that you only humble yourself before the Lord. And so people say that, well, you don't need... Um, you don't need men. Once you are in right relationship with God, that's all. The Bible says that if you say you love God, whom you cannot see, and 
your fellow man whom you can see, you are a liar. So the test of real humility is how you deal with your fellow man. Because for most of the, most of the time, it's so easy to humble yourself before the Lord. You know God is the creator. But sometimes when it comes to your dealing with men, which is actually the true test of your humility, many people falter. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because their heart is not really humble. So, he says, clothe yourself with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. This is the second time the Bible is repeating this statement in a different place. It means that it's, it's, it's something that God really takes seriously. That the moment you are proud in your heart, <laughs> God will oppose you. You know, sometimes we think that the humble person is the quiet person. No. Being quiet is not synonymous to humility. Sometimes we think that the talkative is a proud person. No. Being a talkative, being expressive, is not synonymous to pride. Pride is a posture of the heart. That means that someone can be very quiet. Someone can look sanctimonious, always hands behind their back, always shaking and shivering, but their heart is polluted. <laughs> their heart is very proud. It's like uh, poor people. People easily assume that when someone is poor, they are humble. No, it's not true. And people assume that when someone is rich, they are proud. It's never true. You see, the fact that someone drives an expensive car doesn't mean they are proud. It, it just means they have taste for good things. And those are also different things. Alright? Because someone can have a lot of money and still not have a good taste for things. That's, that's a different thing altogether. So the poor man is not a humble man. And the rich man is not a proud man. When we talk about humility and pride, we are looking at the posture of the heart. A poor man can actually be very proud. And you see, money accentuates our actual, the actual state of our heart. Money is immoral. When I say money is immoral, I mean that money does not have a direction. Money does not have feelings. Okay? Money does not have um, control. Money does not control people. It's people who control money. <laughs> so, the person that says, well, if I get money, I, would, I don't want too much money because when I get money, um, I will become proud. No, you, you see, you are already proud. Money magnifies the state of the heart of the people who possess it. If you are humble, money will make you more humble. If you are proud, money will make you proud. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because money is immoral. Money doesn't have feelings. Money doesn't have intelligence. It is the one that possesses money that determines the direction of money. There are some people, they are single today because they don't have money. But in their hearts, they are not single. <coughs> in their hearts, they, have, they are dating many, many, many women. It's just that they have not had the money to, what, service that desire. So you can see, oh, this person, he doesn't like trouble. He does, in his heart, he's a very big troublemaker. 
<laughs> Very dangerous man. The day you have money, you will see the number of women he will bring home. Oh, this person is quiet, so he's humble. It is because he doesn't have money. But actually, he's not really humble. When he gets money, you will see he will keep going and go, going. He will talk about every subject in this life. So we begin to measure through humility. When people actually begin to make certain progress in life, when people come to the place of authority, you can actually measure through humility. Because they have all the power and authority to trodden people down. They have all the power and authority to treat people anyhow. But then in that state, when they are still humble, then you know truly this person is a humble person. So humility, the right measure of humility for men. As for God, whether you are poor or rich, he will, able, he will still be able to tell you know, uh, whether you are humble or not because he goes straight to the heart. Hallelujah. He goes straight to the heart. There are people who are, who are saying, please, oh, who are you know, shivering. Out. When they get money and you call them, they'll ask you, who is that? And so what? So what should I do about it? I better get off my phone. Hallelujah. They are just waiting to manifest that when money comes into their life. So money accentuates the true state of your heart. That's what money does. And even now, I'm not talking about so much money. Even now, you check yourself. The day you get money, you see the way you walk and the way you talk. That's actually the truth. <laughs> but if you are such that money doesn't change you, that means you are truly humble and God will give you more. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, humility, let's come back from the money discussion. Let's come back to protection. First Peter 5, 5 says, um, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. So that's the benefit of humility. The more you are humble towards one another, the more you are like the servant in the group. That's humility. Practical humility is to appoint yourself as a servant among the pack. You are four in number. You are in the room. You appoint yourself as the cleaner of the room. You are, you are the humble one. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's humility. The one that goes to buy the food for all of them, that's the humble one. The one that serves everybody is the humble one. And the Bible says that we clothe ourselves. What it means is that we are covered. When humility covers us, God's protection is upon us. Number five, God exalt the humble. God exalt the humble. Matthew 23, verses 12. God exalt the humble. I've not talked about prayer. And I'm telling you, all these things are coming into your life because of the posture of your heart. And you have not prayed yet. But just by being humble, being the servant and being like the child in this life, look at all the benefits. God exalts the humble, number five. To exalt, the word exalt means to raise someone in rank. So people are just not promoted. People don't just receive promotion. Promotion is a spiritual thing. Bible says that promotion does not come from the east, neither does it come from the west. It means that God has a dashboard in heaven and he's looking at who deserves promotion. So certain people get promoted. Sometimes marriage is a promotion. Sometimes, um, you know, at work, you are elevated to another dimension. Sometimes in the ministry, you rise. Certain people 
uh, descend in the ministry. You were this, but now you have become this. All of these things are God's orchestration. It may be a human system, but God is the one determining. So certain people, some, maybe they were PSEOs, but now they become SEOs. And maybe they are SEOs, now they become uh, shepherds. You know, God helps the humble. So if God is not helping you and you are deteriorating, some people are even out of the work of God. It means that God saw your heart and realized that you are proud. And so he demoted you. Demotion is also a function. It comes from God. Exaltation also comes from God. Praise the Lord. To exalt means to raise in rank, power, or character. Matthew 23, 12 says, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Hallelujah. So God exalts people. And this is not a prayer matter. This is a humility matter. The more you are humble, the more you, you, you rise in life. Number six, pride is a signal that you are soon going to be destroyed. The moment you begin to become proud, you talk proudly. You place emphasis on yourself. You have no regard for people. You have no regard for authority. You remember that the Bible says that younger ones should be subject to elders. So there are some of you today, you are a shepherd. God is looking at how you treat your PSU, how you handle their calls, how you handle their directives. Today you are a pastor. God is looking at how you are treating your zonal pastor. You are a shepherd. God is looking at how you are treating your SEO. That's how God is going to determine your promotion in life. So sometimes you take it out of the context of the ministry. And in real life, there's something that is not working for you. It is because you are violating basic principles with God. I pray that God will grant you the grace to walk in humility that pleases God in the name of Jesus. So pride is a signal that you are soon going to be destroyed. Anytime someone becomes proud, their time for destruction is close. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18. It says, pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a fall. What it means is that distraction is behind pride. There cannot be distraction unless pride is given a chance in our life. So the only thing that pride does in our life is it brings us distraction. It also means that if you want to be destroyed, choose the way of pride. So you realize that the choice of humility and the choice of pride is actually a decision we make based on our understanding of the effect of these things. When you, are, when you are becoming proud, you are not showing them, you are not proving a point to them. You are actually inviting distraction. Pride goes before distraction. That means that distraction is attached to pride. Distraction is the master the pride is the master of distraction. So wherever pride goes, <laughs> distraction follows. Instead of praying against your distraction, cast pride out of your life. And distraction will leave your life. Are you following me at all? Proverbs 29, 23 says, Pride ends in humiliation. While humility brings honor. So all these things are not things that just happen to people. You are disgraced in a certain way. It didn't just happen. 
The source is pride. Pride goes with humiliation, destruction. They follow pride. So the moment your heart becomes exalted, you begin to violate instruction. And like I'm saying, humility is not you going down on your knees in church and crying and weeping. Yes, it's a dimension of humility. But real humility is practical. It starts with how you treat your superiors. <laughs> and that's how God deals with us. When you fail to clothe yourself with humility, God starts dealing with you. Pride comes, then comes disgrace. So God is watching. The way you are talking to your superior, the way you are, um, you feel that you are co-equals. What is the difference between the two of us? Sometimes you may feel that you are even older than your co-equal. It's not about whether you are older than them or not. In the rank, they are above you. And God expects, Bible says, give honor unto whom honor is due. That's God's expectation. If you can't bring yourself to that place, you have denied yourself honor. You have introduced humiliation. And remember, it says when pride comes, then destruction. So for now, you've not seen the destruction. Because the destruction is the second thing that comes after pride. Pride must first come. So it's not immediate. And God, by his mercy, always gives you the chance to snap out of your pride. People who are humble... It's easy for them to say, I'm sorry, because their heart tells them that what I did was wrong. People who are proud will say, who is he? Forget about that person. Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Pride goes before a fall. Finally, pride is the nature of the devil. Number seven, pride is the nature of the devil. Certain people think they have not lost anything. Beloved, you've lost a lot of things by being proud. People think, well, you see that your life is not actually progressing in the direction of God. God will not stop you in the pursuit of your ambition, but in the pursuit of his will, you see that you are lagging behind <laughs> because of pride. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now, Job chapter 4, 41 verse 1 you know, introduces us to um, a creature called the Leviathan. Job 41 uh, 1, 41.1 says, can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook or tie down its tongue with a rope? Can you put a cord through its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook? What Job is saying is that there's this creature in the ocean. It's a beast. It's like a dragon. This Leviathan is a very big beast in the oceans. God gave prophetic insight to Job to see this Leviathan. Till date, we have not, I mean, researchers have not been able to physically see a Leviathan. But Job explained that in the ocean, there's a Leviathan. And the Bible is saying one of the features of the Leviathan is that you can't pull a Leviathan with a fish hook. That means a Leviathan, you can't instruct a, Levi a Leviathan. You can't get a Leviathan to go in the direction that you want. I'll show you something. It says, you can't tie its tongue with a rope. That means the Leviathan has a loose tongue. You can't, you can't silence the Leviathan. You can't control the Leviathan. It says, can you put a cord through its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook? You can't do that. 
The Leviathan is a creature that sees itself as very powerful, too powerful to take instruction or to follow the leadership of another person. I'm still talking about humility here. Now, look at what he says. Job 41.34. He says, um, 41.34. He says, it looks down on all that are haughty. He says that Leviathan is the master of all that are high-minded. It is the king over all that are proud. So he's telling you that the Leviathan, the feature of the Leviathan is because of the posture of its heart. You can't direct it. You can't put a hook in the nose of a Leviathan and drag them out. You can't instruct them. You can't tell them we are meeting here at this time and they will show up. No, Leviathans don't do that. You can't tell them we are praying at this time and then they will show up. No, Leviathans don't do that. They are too strong to be directed. They are too strong to submit to authority. Now, research tells me that the Leviathan is a demon lord that presides over the sin of envy. And one of the seven princes of hell that rules hell and is also its gatekeeper. Let me ask you a question. After all the judgment that God brought upon Satan, did you ever hear that Satan has said, I'm sorry, we are waiting? He will never say it. Because the Leviathan nature is the satanic nature. Pride is satanic in nature. Humility is Christ-like in nature. When we walk in humility, we please God. And everybody will be tested on the strength of humility. And when we humble ourselves, the Bible says that God will lift us up. All of us want to be lifted up. We want to see promotion. We want to see blessings. But listen to me. The way is through humility. And it's a posture of the heart. 